Welcome to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. I'm your guest host for today's show, Mo Knows. Make sure you subscribe to Tiger Talk on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and turn on those notifications. And my guest co-host with me today, making his Tiger Talk debut, is Fred the Ace. What's going on, Fred? What's going on, Mo? How you doing? Excited doing for our interview good. today. I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Doing great, doing great. Excited for our for our interview today. Um, you know, looking forward to talking baseball with you and you know with 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 our special guest today. Oh yes, sir. Um, how do you feel about our early success and and about this team and this roster so far? Early the early success. Um, I wouldn't say it it, it it has quite surprised me because of you know Coach Johnson, Coach Team. I didn't expect us to have this much success early on, but um, the team has been fun to watch. Looks like they're, um, you know, they're gelling a lot earlier than some of the past teams have been. So I'm looking forward to their progression on the season and continue to see how they perform and how the young players um, continue to show some consistency throughout the season. Oh, yes. I, I, I love what I've seen on this team. And the biggest thing I can take about, you know, that I have to take away from this early success is our ability to come back in games. We've been down and we've shown that we can be disciplined and we don't give up. And that's one of the traits of a Coach Johnson coach baseball team. Yes. Um, but at this time, we're going to bring on our guest for today. Um, today, we're going to have Coach Chandler Dillard. Um, he's an assistant baseball coach. Um, with DJSU baseball and we're happy to have you. Um, Chandler, we're, we're, we're really, really happy to have you. Um, how do you feel about this early success and this team so far? Well, first off, it's great to be on the show. I appreciate the, the invite and everything. And, you know, I'm glad to be here, but, uh, the success that we have with the team so far, um, you know, I can't really say that I'm surprised. We got a lot of talent, got some depth. Um, you know, pitching has been a a big, you know, staple for our team uh, this season. But I can't say that I'm really that surprised that we're having this much success. Um, you know, just being a former player of Coach Johnson and some of the success that I've had being a player at Jackson State is just kind of ingrained into me at this point. So, you know, whenever we have some, some success like this, you know, it's kind of just – I, I don't know. I guess what I'm used to at this point, um, you know, we are off to a strong start right now. And, uh, you know, we've shown that we can come back in some games after being down and showing some resiliency. So I, I like that about the team. and I'm excited for what we got going for the rest of the season. Awesome. Um, you mentioned that you are a former player. Can you give us a quick summary or overview of, you know, your journey as a coach or from a player to a coach? Yeah, so I uh, I transferred in to Jackson State to play. I originally started off at Kapai Lincoln Community College. I played my freshman and sophomore year there. Came to Jackson State uh, as an outfielder and um, played three years. I guess you could kind of say two and a half. Uh, the year that COVID hit was supposed to be my senior year. And uh, we, were, we were off to a pretty decent start then. And COVID just kind of jacked things up and uh, – you know, luckily I was blessed to have an extra year provided by the NCAA to come back and uh, and finish what I started. 
So I was able to keep keep that success going my next year, and that was the year that we ended up making it to the to the SWAG championship. Unfortunately, we fell a little bit short, but uh, you know we, we we did have a a great year that year for the record books, and you know we had a lot of good guys on that team. But uh, after I got done playing, I I got into coaching, and I was a coach, assistant baseball coach, and a teacher at Vicksburg High School. And uh, I started off over there and um, really, you know, coached, coached them over there. We won district for the first time since I want to say 2008, 2009, something like that. We went undefeated in district, had a really great year, uh, made it to the second round of the playoffs and played against Ridgeland High School. Uh, unfortunately, we, we couldn't overcome that task, but uh, we, we had a pretty good team that year. And then this uh, this past year. Coach Johnson offered me the job to come on at, at Jackson State, and it was originally supposed to be for next school year. But one of the the other former assistants took on a job with a professional baseball team as a scout, and uh, kind of left the void in the in the assistant coach's role. So uh, Coach Johnson brought me on a little bit earlier than expected, and and here I am. Awesome, awesome, and and, and you know, again, Fred Aldridge here um you know, we've met you know previously and had you know had discussions about about the team but you talked a lot you talked about you know playing for coach Johnson and then um now you have the opportunity to coach so how has that transition been going from playing you know having the opportunity to coach at the high school level and then you come back to actually coaching under um Coach Johnson, you've had, you know, so much success as a player. So tell us how about that transition and how things has been for you. Well, it's it's been a little bit of a transition, you know, uh, coaching the high school level and coaching at the college level. Obviously, you know, there there's differences there. But the thing with me is that I get to come back and coach in a program that I'm already very familiar with, spent three years a part of. Um, you know, me and Coach Johnson have a really good relationship and. You know, our our philosophy when it comes to baseball, we, we share a lot of similarities. So it wasn't that hard for me to transition into being an assistant coach at this program because, you know, I'm already familiar with what the practice schedule is going to be like, how it's going to be laid out, certain way that we're going to approach the game, what we're going to do in certain situations and stuff like that. So I guess it really hasn't been that new to me. Um, it's kind of like just picking up where I left off, except I'm not playing now. I'm uh, coaching the bases. But um, but no, it it it's it's been a a lot smoother transition than uh than I originally thought, and uh it's it's gone well, it's gone well so far. Any any challenges that 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 you didn't foresee coming as you were making that transition? Uh, it's just been a couple of challenges. Um, now that I have been named the uh, recruiting coordinator, okay. Um, getting an idea of what it's like to really be out there trying to find some kids that's on the same caliber as the, the players that we want in our program, you know, especially the challenges that you face with, you know, just trying to find black players when the numbers aren't as high as you would want them to be, um, or just competing with, you know, the, the type of players that we want might want to go to a power five school, yes. um, you know, stuff like that, that we have to deal with. Um, just different ways that I have to go out and recruit and try to talk to these kids and try to let them know, you know, you can come over here and, and be a really great player, 
you know, as opposed to maybe trying to go to another school that you, you know, that, that you dreamed of going to, but still might not get the same amount of playing time and you can come over here and, you know, be great. But it's just some small things like that, that you know, we I've had a little bit of challenge with uh, getting used to and, you know, just being shown the ropes on how to how to handle some of those things. Yes. You know, Cole, give us a good story. Just your experience from playing in the swag. What is it like playing in the swag? Man, it's it's amazing playing in the swag, man. Uh, just being able to play against other black baseball players, being on a team full of black baseball players. You know, uh, I originally went to high school at Germantown High School, and baseball team is predominantly white. Yeah, my senior year, it was me and one, maybe two other black kids on the team. And, uh, you know, just the way that you feel whenever you're on a team like that, you don't really get to feel like you can express yourself. You kind of got to, you know, put on your mask or whatever, just so you can accommodate everybody else. You don't want to cause a problem because you know how that can go. But just when it comes to the swag, being on a black baseball team and being able to compete against other black baseball teams at a high level, at the division one level, you know, it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun getting to, you know, some of the guys on the other teams you might have grown up playing against and now they're on yeah. another team talking, going back and forth. It's a lot of it's a lot of good fun out there, you know. It kind of increases your increases your, your concentration, makes you really want to focus in on the game because now it's a little bit more personal, talking to some of the other guys on the other team and stuff like that. So it's all good. Let me ask you this, Coach. Were you on that swag champion? Were you playing in that swag championship game where the gate ended up opening? I was. I was. I was in right field when it happened. You mind running us through that story real quick? Exactly what happened? What it felt like? Yeah, it uh, it really felt like, you know, like 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 a car that's rolling, it's going good and everything, and then all of a sudden, boom! Just let the air out of all the tires, and we just yeah. it just take all your momentum. Uh, it, it really shocked me when it first happened because I didn't exactly understood. You know, so, suppose uh, for the fans who weren't watching, uh-huh. detail that story because I mean, that, that was one of the craziest things that I've seen happen in a baseball game. Uh, for the fans who don't know, try to detail that for them. Uh, paint that picture. Okay. So, uh, all right. Swag Championship 2021. We, um, let's see, we had, Nick Galatis was pitching and he had came in and I want to say maybe like the third inning or something like that. And he was coming off of like maybe a day or two rest from another start. And he threw like five innings. I mean, like he was lights out all throughout the game. Ended up, you know, getting a couple runners on late. And we decided to go to the pen with Steven Davila, relief pitcher of the year, you know, throwing low 90s, coming in, blowing the pass guys, had been, you know, pretty much lights out for us all year. I think, you know, every game he came in, he had a save, and it was the right decision to go to him at that time. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, we didn't see eye to eye with the umpires or whatever they called certain pitches that might have been a strike, you know, a a ball or pitches that we thought were a ball, they would call a strike. So, uh, you know, Davila, he was up there and – Ended up having to just throw one in the zone because we were trying to find a strike. And their first baseman, O'Neill Burgos, he had hit a 
hit a ball out the left field. I think there were maybe a couple runners on. Yeah. Yeah, maybe like a run on first and second or second and third, something like that. And, you know, we got our outfielder out in left field, Jatavis Milton. He runs yeah. up to the wall to go up and make the catch. Next thing we know, we just see him disappear. He flies through the gate. And I'm like, what in the world just happened? So uh, after that, he's you know, stands back up and throws the ball back in. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He caught it. He caught it. You know, we all good. You know, maybe they might score one run, but we, you know, nothing hurt. And I'm standing out there in center field while they're reviewing it with the center fielder, CJ Newsom and Jatavis Melton. And we out there discussing what happened. Melton, he didn't really know what happened. He said that he just flew through the gate, saw a ball on the ground, threw it in. Um, and then next we know, they come back out and say that it was a home run, and I was just kind of shocked. I was like, man, there's no way they just came back and did that, you know, because we had lost to a swag school all year. And yeah. for right. that to happen in the championship game, it just kind of it kind of shocked us, and we were like, whoa, like this ain't happening right now. You know, we're not used to losing. Um, you know, we know anything can happen, you know, in a baseball game, but right. we still yeah. didn't think that was going to happen. We had a relief pitcher of the year in, uh, you know, Swag pitcher of the year had started the game. Nick was, I want to say, maybe first or second team all swag. So yeah. we didn't really see that there was going to be any problems like this coming up. You know, we were like, okay, we got three guys we can go to to try to handle this, and we're going to do what we do. Our, our offense was explosive all year, so we knew we were going to score runs. But for them to come back and, and just let all the air out of the bag like that, we didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's, you know, as a fan, um, that's a tough memory for me to rehash, right? You know, and following that historic season and going into that championship. So I know it's, it's it was kind of hard. It's kind of hard for you to kind of rehash that, that moment, right? But we want to circle back into, to this season. You know, yeah. you're, you're a coach now. You have a, uh, a magnificent team, you know, on your hand. So, and and we're off to an early start. Start with with wins over UNO, wins over Butler. What do you think is you know the success? You know, what has led to the success of this team? Right, riding the current you know ten game winning streak. Um, could you tell us about you know what has led to that success? I got to give a lot of credit to our bullpen. They've kept us in a lot of games, you know, just being able to keep throwing zeros up there, even whenever our offense might not have it all together at the moment, just keep giving us a chance to go out there, holding the other team to the same score. And then, you know, being able to carry that momentum over into whenever we start hitting and trying to put some runs on the board. I really got to give our bullpen and our starting pitchers a lot of credit on that. But as well, I have to give credit to our hitters, too. Because it takes it takes runs to to, uh, to win the game, and yeah. they've been doing that. They've been coming back even after possibly you know struggling early in the game, like like we did with Butler, and coming back and scoring runs late. So yeah. that's been big for us. Yeah, yeah. So who who are some of those guys in the bullpen? You know, if if, if there's a Jackson State fans that are out there, you know, listening to this, that we should kind of keep an eye on. You know, as the season continues to progress. And as we head into um, conference play. Yeah, there's a couple of guys. I'd probably say Jonah Posey. He's been real big coming out of the pen. Dalen Carraway. Um, Eric Gonzalez. 
Yeah, absolutely. He, he comes in and, and, and closes it out at the end. You know, he reminds me a lot of Stephen Dobbins just coming in, blowing the pass guys at the end of the game. Those those three guys have been really, really big for us coming out of the pen. Yes, sir, you're right, Coach. Um, those three guys are definitely names that came to my mind. But what makes a kid like Eric Gonzalez special? Man, just his presence. You know, he walks around like – he, he's got all the confidence in the world. And there's a difference between confidence and, and cockiness, you know. Confidence is just walking around knowing you can do it. Cockiness is like, yeah, you might know you can do it, but you're trying to brag in other people's face, man. Eric, he, he's not a man of many words. He's kind of, yeah. at least at least around me, uh, you know. But he, he doesn't really talk. He shows up. He works, you know. He's, he's a pretty hard worker. Um, <laughs> And he gets it done. He's he's got the certain presence about him. He's just gonna walk up there and he's he's gonna shove it, you know. And that's that's what I really like about him, especially especially, you know, at his age, he's only a sophomore right now. And then last year he was a freshman as a starting pitcher. So uh yeah, I I'd say probably, you know, his presence is real big about him. And I wanna say at this moment, Posey hasn't given up a run all year, coach. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and these guys we're not talking about mid eighties guys. We're talking about guys that are running it up ninety two, ninety three. Um, mm-hmm. I even seen one report where Eric Gonzalez had ran it up to ninety four. Um, that's, that's something you don't normally see in the swag, but we got some guys that definitely have some ability. And let's talk about this starting rotation of um, guys like Jesse Cavers, um, Colty or Kobe Guy, um, another guy, um, Christian Wimble, who's a newcomer to this staff. As well as some of our midweek guys and Francis Thorne and um, Brandon Haston. Um, what do we see in this starting rotation and what the fans should expect when they come in on Friday to Sunday and maybe going to a midweek game? Yeah, those, those guys, especially on the weekend, they give us an opportunity every time they go out there. You know, we know that we're going to get, you know, a few innings out of them and that, uh, be able to go to the pen after that but I mean uh Jesse Caver he, he's, he's been spot on uh our Friday night starter and then coming back with Womble you know he had a really really great first outing against Mississippi Valley when we were in the uh the Cactus Jack HBCU Classic yeah uh, that was a pretty great debut for him um yeah. you know running up there and Colby Guy you know similar to to uh to Eric Gonzalez, you know, he's only a sophomore too, but you know, he's been, he's been real heavy in that rotation, a guy that we lean on to be our, our, our Sunday guy. So, yeah. 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 Awesome. So we, we, we talked a lot about the, the starting rotation, the pitching staff, so now as we head into, you know, conference play, you know, in, in my mind, it's definitely going to depend on how far our pitching can take us, right? So what do you think we need to do to continue the success that we're currently um, having this early part of the season? Really, I was just say we just got to keep doing what we're doing. You know, our hitters are really starting to buy in. They understanding the, uh, the philosophy behind – you know, our, uh, our approach, um, at the plate on the bases, you know, stuff like that. They're, they're really starting to buy in and, and seeing and understanding the things that we're teaching them. And I think, you know, they can only grow from here. 
Yeah. Um, so just being able to keep doing what we're doing, keep that energy rolling. You know, we, we've uh, we won a few games in a row, about 10 games, I think, on a 10 game win streak. So just trying to continue that that momentum into the next game and just keep it rolling. So I think that's that's probably the biggest thing for us right now. Yeah, awesome. So what what players can we look forward to making their presence known regarding like your position players, your hitters, outside of the pitches, you know, as we come down the stretch, as we get into conference play, you know, who are some guys that the fans should keep an eye out for and as they're coming to the game and supporting, you know, who should we be watching? Yeah, I uh Daniel Bannon at the top of the lineup, man, he, he, he finds a way to move the ball pretty much every time he gets up there. He's an on-base machine. You know, he's, he's been, uh, a, a big leader for us, uh, when it comes to the top of the lineup behind him. Jatavis Melton, uh, he's been lights out on defense. You know, yeah. anything hitting the gap, it's always a possibility he can catch it, even if it's a line drive or whatever. You know, yeah. he's, he's got that, that great spectacular playmaking ability. Um, as well on, on the base pass, uh, base pass, you know, being able to steal bases, uh, Ty Hill, you know, of course, everybody, everybody knows Ty, uh, 2021 swag player of the year. Um, you know, he's, he's just going to hit. That's what he does. He's very consistent with that. Um, being able to move the ball and square it up consistently. He's been real big. Um, uh, Colby Guy, actually, yeah, Colby Guy, you know, he's, he's a two-way player. He's a starting pitcher. He's also shortstop and a second baseman. You know, uh, we've had to lean on him a little bit early in the season when, when Ty's ankle got hurt. He came in and, you know, held it down over there at shortstop and, uh, his, his bat. He's got some really quick hands, able to turn around the ball really quick. So, uh, I think he's, he's a little sleeper that a lot of people might not think about, but he, he really makes a big impact in the lineup. So those are, those are a few guys that we really lean on. Yeah. 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 And regarding, you know, lean on and as a, you know, avid, you know, follower of the team, I've noticed one of your freshmen that has, you know, kind of, you know, has took a, you know, took a liking to some fans and have kind of, you know, really stepped up and that's Mm -hmm. Jordan Smiley, Jojo Smiley. So um, could you talk about him? Like what makes, him unique, what makes him special, you know, what has led to kind of the success that he's had so far this early in his, you know, in the infancy of his career, college career. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's a great kid. He's a great kid. He, uh, you know, a lot of freshmen, sometimes they, they want to come in thinking that they know certain things or one way or the other, but, you know, he listens, he listens. He's very receptive. He's very coachable, very respectful. Um, you know, he's got a ton of ability. I mean, you look at the man, he looks like he's a football player. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, he, he's very athletic, runs faster than I did. And that's saying something. Um, <laughs> he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of power. He's very strong, very strong. And, you know, he, he's got that, he's got that hunger in him right now. He's young. He's gotten a little bit of taste of blood in his mouth, uh, beating some teams and, you know, that that hunger is growing in him, so I think that's that's only going to help us even more going down the line. Coach, one of the things that's kind of, um, I wouldn't say taking me off guard, but one thing I've noticed was our catcher Luis Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean he he's been a warrior behind that play. You want to you mind telling us about him a little bit? Yeah, so Marshall, 
He, uh, me and him actually came into Jackson State at the same time. He was a freshman and I was a junior. Uh, and, and me and him have, uh, have always been kind of close. We were friends back whenever I was in school and everything. Uh, you know, now that I'm his coach and everything, we still have a really good relationship, but he, he's grown a lot. He's grown a lot, uh, mentally, physically, you know, uh, he, he's, he's a seasoned vet. You know, he's a wall back there. He knows what to expect. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't waver whenever we come against adversity. You know, he, he just does his thing back there. I mean, anytime somebody tries to steal, he's right there on them, throwing them out, or it's a bang bang play. You know, so he, he's been real solid for us back there. We lean on him a lot too. As far as transfers, um, kind of sticks off the paper when you look at the roster. You get a guy like Bannon. Bannon's originally from Australia. Yes. How do we get a kid like that? Well, we didn't get him directly from Australia. He played at a junior college uh, in, in the U.S. and we recruited him that way. So, uh, you know, we don't shy away from getting international players. Um, my first year at Jackson State, there was a guy on the team named Garth Cahill, and he's from South Africa. So uh, we, we get guys from all over Curacao, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, you know, everywhere. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, Charlie, it's, um, you know, you're, you're sharing some great insight into the baseball program and it's baseball. We have a lot of fans with the baseball programs and, you know, a lot of us seem to be, you know, wanting more, you know, more insight into the program, especially with all the success that Coach Johnson has had and you witnessed it as a player and we, you know, we've seen all of that success. You know, we understand he averages over 30, um, 30 wins a, a season. So, you know, what is, you know, what has he, you know, what has he been like? What is his move, you know, through the ups and the downs of, of a particular season? Uh, he's, Coach Johnson's been around for a while. You know, yeah. everything that's under the sun, he's seen it before. It doesn't move him. Uh, and you know, that, that rubs off on me too, being his assistant, learning how to not be too high or be too low, you know, uh, certain things that, you know, go on outside of the game has no bearing on the actual game itself. So you got to know how to, you know, pick your battles when it comes to fighting some things and, you know, knowing what the main, what the main focus yeah. is. And that's winning baseball games and, and getting these kids, uh, able to graduate. Those are, those are the two biggest things. So, you know, we, we have a really high historically graduation percentage with yeah. our baseball players. Yeah. So, um, you know, those have always been the two biggest main focuses, passing your classes, being able to get a degree so you can go on and get a job because baseball doesn't last forever. You know, you can play as long as you as long as somebody else is, you know, able to have you on their team. But at some point, you know, you're going to have to hang the cleats up and you're going to have to fall back on something else. So. That graduation is 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 uh is super big. Okay, I right, thank thanks for sharing that with us. And as we, you know, as we wrap up, what can what can we look forward to for the rest of the season? So with this baseball program, oh, you can look forward to a lot more winning, a lot more winning. Guys are starting to build up a lot of chemistry with each other, um, you know, and now they they start to have that expectation of winning as well. Uh, now that they've got some of those wins under their belt, 
And, you know, not just going out there and completely dominating teams, but being able to fight back. So we face some adversity early in the season. And, you know, that's the type of stuff that you need to be able to win a championship. So I think you'll be able to see a lot more of that going on throughout the season. Chandler, we appreciate your time. We thank you so much. Um, not sure if you guys know this, but as of last night, we are the number one ranked baseball team in all of HBCU baseball. So congratulations on that, Mark. Um, we're going to continue to support. Um, if there's any things that the fans um, can do, how can they reach you, Coach? Uh, they can reach me at my email address, chandler.a.dillard at jsums.edu. Uh, you know, anything that, you know, they, they feel like they can do to help support the team, you can reach me at that. All right. Thank you so much, Coach. And that is the end of another episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. We appreciate you, Fred, and we appreciate you, Coach Chandler. Thank you. Appreciate you.